the Be Kind to Yourself program. Having worked with people from all over the world and observed which of them make the fastest progress and why, I've come to the conclusion for the time being at least, if I could give you one gift at the start of this work, it would be the ability to be kind to yourself without any reservations or doubts. The Be Kind to Yourself program is the one that needs to be running right from the very start of this rebuilding exercise and if installed successfully from the outset, leads to all other programs being installed at a much quicker rate with a much greater level of success. Exercise. This was one of the most simple yet powerful exercises I did towards the start of my transformation adventure. It can be difficult to do at first, but as with everything else, becomes easier over time with practice. I want you to observe your thoughts for the next 24 hours. Simply start becoming conscious of the way you talk to yourself inside your head. What words are you using? What tone is the voice? Write everything down, you observe, and once the 24 hours is over, see if you can gently begin to observe your thoughts more regularly. The key here is not to turn it into an obsession, but to softly notice how you're talking to yourself. Self-hate in disguise. If you have any struggles in life, the previous exercise could uncover you speaking to yourself in a way you would never talk to someone else. I first did the exercise while in the middle of a juice fast. I was carrying out an attempt to heal myself from chronic illnesses. I'd watched all kinds of documentaries and read numerous articles on the subject before investing in a fancy juicing machine through which I would fed organic fruits and vegetables on a daily basis creating delicious multicolored juices and smoothies that I lived off for 21 days. For three weeks of my life, I didn't eat any meals, just juices and two smoothies a day made from fruits and vegetables. Whenever I tell people about that juice fast, they always react in the same way, shock and awe. They can't believe it. But guess what happened when I observed my thoughts during that fast? I realized I was being really horrible to myself. Not only was I not in shock and awe at how big an achievement it was, as I would be if anyone else told me they'd gone that long without eating a meal, but I was critical of myself. The narrative I noticed playing in my head was that because I hadn't healed from my illnesses during the fast, as others I'd seen on documentaries had done, I must have been doing something wrong and should have done better. As part of the juice plan I'd been sticking to, they said that if you were ever really, really hungry and desperate to eat, rather than putting one of your daily bananas in your smoothie, you could eat it. I'd eaten two bananas in three weeks. That was enough for my inner dialogue to tell me it wasn't good enough. I shouldn't have eaten those bananas. I should have done better. I realized during that period something that stuck with me since, and you'll see as another theme throughout this book, the language we use is really important. You see, up until that point in my life, for 38 years, I'd told myself I was driven. I was ambitious, that my desire to constantly improve was healthy, and I was right. In the world we've built, in the societies we live, I was right. The problem is all those things are just different ways of describing self-hate. The way I talked to myself inside my head wasn't healthy. It was mean. If I ever caught myself talking to someone else like that, I was ashamed. Yet I spoke that way to myself every day. Self-hate was masquerading as ambition and drive when it was really just a symptom of me not feeling good enough as I was. Can you see any of that in your own thoughts or the way you talk to yourself? Be kind no matter what. Here's another thing to add to the list of counterintuitive lessons to embrace and practice over the coming days, weeks, months, and years. The trick to being kind to yourself is being kind no matter what. Often when we start becoming aware of our thoughts not being nice, we then start to dislike the way we're talking to ourselves inside our heads. The problem here is that's just more self-hate to add to the first layer of self-hate. We might then notice we're hating the fact that we hate ourselves and add another layer of self-hate to the mix. This can go on and on and on until we have layers of self-hate so deep we don't know where to go. 
I want you to be kind to yourself no matter where you catch your thoughts. If you notice you're being mean to yourself for being mean to yourself, for having self-hate thoughts, be kind to yourself for it. Does that sound insane? Think about it and it makes sense. If we keep beating ourselves up for what's going on inside our heads, it will never change. So we need to start being kind somewhere. Noticing a self-hating thought at any point and calmly saying to ourselves, ah, I've just spotted myself beating myself for beating myself up for beating myself up. But that's okay because I'm just a flawed human and these things happen. Results in us stopping the self-hate going deeper. That kind thought is intended to replace what we are likely to currently have, which sounds something like, oh, for fuck's sake, Paul told me not to be mean to myself and there I am being mean to myself. What an absolute prick I am. Which is just more self-hate and exactly what we want to move away from. If we keep practicing over time, we eventually reach a point where the first self-hating thought is met with a shrug of the shoulders and sometimes I have self-hating thoughts and that's okay because I'm just a flawed human. Which leads to the self-hating thoughts slowly drying up altogether.